Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. We were answering questions that students ask me on campus. Now, most of these have been questions that have to do with what we believe and why. But yesterday, a couple of people asked me a good question about us and our motives. And this relates to me and to others who take the gospel forward. But it relates to you as well. And it relates to what motivates all of us as Christians to be Christians, to act Christians, and how we treat people. And folks, this is a very, very important message for all of us because a lot of us fail at this very aspect of love and who to love and how to show love. I think this will be an insightful time for you today. Of course, when we go out on campus, we go to the free speech areas. We're not in a, in, in, in a we don't go into a room. We don't have a, uh, we're not the professor. We don't have established order and decorum in the classroom as a professor would. Nor do we have a reserve a room where we are just people can come to us. We go to the people. As you know, our terminology or our slogan, taking it to their turf. We go to the people. So we're out in the free speech area. And as a result, anyone can come. And the benefit of this, people would never come to church. People who wouldn't want to dress dress appropriately, who wouldn't know what to do, they're just not going to come into the church. But we go to them where they can sit there and they can say what they want and act how they want, and it's the opportunity to reach people who are far, far from God. At the same time, um, we've got to keep them under control, and sometimes we can't. Yesterday, there were a few in our crowd who got quite rowdy, dancing, playing their music, trying to distract. To be honest, most people didn't like them. I think they're quite irritated at their rudeness. But this area of respect is getting worse and worse in our culture as we get further and further from God, as a family breaks down, as people aren't taught basic manners. I digress a bit, only I want to be saying sometimes we can be mistreated pretty badly, slandered, gossiped, mocked, ridiculed, uh, made fun of, lied about, spreading lies about us on campus, saying things we didn't say, et cetera, et cetera. And so someone was asking me yesterday, how can you, um, how come you keep coming back when people hate you so much? Well, I've got simple answers to that. Number one, I do want to say people don't hate us as much as some people think. As a matter of fact, we come into a campus, and one thing I see myself doing, a lot of Christians, a lot of people are straddling the fence. They have one foot in the world, they have one foot with God. They maybe go to church periodically, they go to party and, and sin and indulge in sin quite a bit. They're straddling the fence. And sometimes when you come in and you shake the fence, people fall on one side or they fall on the other. They either walk away more committed to Jesus and saying, I'm going to leave that life of sin behind, or they say, I don't want to be like that, and they embrace the sin. And But what we do is we shake the fence. We make people see where they're really standing with God. There's a lot of people who are, who are in a, such a condition, Jesus would say, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth, but they don't realize it. They don't, they don't realize they're lost. And so sometimes when you shake the fence and fall one side or the other, at least people will realize where they stand because you could never solve a problem if you don't realize you have it. You're never going to get saved if you don't realize you're lost. And so these are things that help. But here's, here's why I keep coming back. Here's what motivates me. Number one, I'm not surprised if people hate me. As a matter of fact, Jesus said this, if the world hates you, know, you know that it hated me before it hated you. 
If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore, the out, chose out of the world because of this, the world hates you. A lot of us have never actually been hated for our, our Christian faith. But believe me, there are people who do hate Christians. Sometimes you don't run into them. Sometimes they, they, they may be quiet around you. But there are people who hate us because we have cho- we've been chosen by God and we've chosen to follow God. Don't be naive to this. Now, this doesn't mean every non-Christian hates you. This doesn't mean every—it may not be a lot of people hate you. But indeed, in my years in the, in the campus, I've definitely found there's people who, they hate Christianity. They hate God. I don't take it personally. I realize that often hatred of me is because they hate God. They hate Jesus, and I just remind them of that. A lot of people, they don't even know me. I figured, you know, that they don't know. They, they know about God. They've rejected God. Some people are actually at war with God. Don't be naive to this. The Bible's clear on this. The Bible tells us this. Don't be surprised when that happens. But does that mean we ought to hate them back? No. No, as a matter of fact, we are to be overcomers in the way we treat those who hate us. Look at what Jesus said, and I'm putting together two verses here, Matthew 5, verse 43, and Luke 6, verses 27 and 28. He answered, he answered verse Matthew 5, 44, he answered the same question. But Luke 6 is a little bit more expansive, so I included that verse. Here we go. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you, or, or Matthew says, who persecute you. Brothers and sisters, if you're a Christian, these are our marching orders. This is the world we're called to live in. Jesus clearly says here, there will be people who hate you. You might not hate anybody. I don't feel I hate anybody. I I don't even identify. It's been a long time. I have had hatred in my heart before. It's been a long time since I've felt feelings of hatred towards another person. But here Jesus said, there will be people who hate you. In John, as we saw earlier, they they often will hate us because we love him and because we're chosen to be part of the people of God, and they're not. They're inspired by a different spirit. They're led by a different spirit. They may be possessed by a different spirit, and so there may be hatred in their heart towards us. How do we treat them? Are we to hate them back? Are we to fight fire with fire? Are we to treat them the way they treat us? No. This is what Jesus called us to do. We, we love our enemies. We do good to those who hate you. You bless those who curse you. You pray for those who mistreat you. Now, I'm not going to get into does this does this mean we should be pacifist or you should never resist, let's say, a, a, a robber or someone who breaks in your house. I don't believe that's these verses apply to that. I think this is more on that personal level. Someone who hates us for being Christian, someone who hates us because we're, we, we're the light of the world and they, they want to stomp us out. This is not talking about people who are breaking the law and we should and saying that we should uh, not abide by the law. This is talking about people. This is talking about people who hate us because of our faith, I believe. How should we treat them? And on the campus, if someone is mocking or, or spiteful towards me or angry at me or lies about me or about you or someone mistreats you at work 
or someone mistreats you at school because of your faith, and they, just like they did Daniel, they wanted to take him down because of his righteousness. How do you treat them? You overcome them. You don't let them overcome you. You overcome them by loving your enemies, doing good to those who hate you, blessing those who curse you, praying for those who mistreat you. Is there anyone right now that you need to pray for today? Anyone right now that you need to ask God, overcome, God, win them, God, save them, that you shouldn't be giving up on? You shouldn't just say, I'll just, I hope you go to hell, but you ought to be saying, I hope you go to heaven. I hope you get saved. If so, pray for them today. Is there a way you can do good to them? Is there a way you can bless them, returning good for evil? In Scripture, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 14, it says, Let all that you do be done in love. I hope that you live that way. Pray for me that all that I do would be done in love. But remember, sometimes our understanding of love is important, and sometimes the way we love, uh, we, we forget certain people we should be loving. And I'd like to say that when you think of all that you do being done in love, there's four people you ought to keep in mind, and four people that I keep in mind as I preach on the campus. Number one, I want to love God. I want to love God, His honor, His 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 uh, that He He would be worshipped, that He'd be He'd be lifted high. People owe their allegiance to God. People are rebelling against God, and they need to be brought back to God. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Almighty. He's their Creator. He's the one who loves them, and indeed, to not tell them about. God, and to try and do all we can to bring people back into this right relationship of what God desires. People often ask, why do you come out here? And I say, well, I'll admit, I didn't come out here because I love you. I come out because I love God, and I want God to be honored. Now, in the process, I learned to love them. As I get to know them, I didn't even know them when I came on campus. How could I say I love them? That would be kind of phony. But as I get to know people— and I get to hear about their stories and understand them, learn their name or their background, I find myself growing in my love for them. I jump ahead a bit. That was number four down there. But let me go to number two. We, I preach because I love Jesus. I want him to receive the reward of his sufferings. This is a story from some Moravian missionaries who sold themselves into slavery in order to go to a slave colony to tell people about Jesus who would never have heard of him otherwise. Now, these people, as they left England, and they, and they, I think it was England, and they traveled to the, the Caribbean, this Caribbean nation, they were sold into slavery. They were never coming back. This was their life. They were giving their life, and they were going to be slaves from then on. They would have no rights. They went there to share the gospel. And when they were leaving, they cried out, you know, people were crying goodbye, and he said, may the lamb who was slain receive the reward of his suffering. Jesus died for people. Jesus deserves to be loved and followed and believed in. He deserves, his suffering deserves to be rewarded with a multitude of people who will love him, who will be his believers, who will be followers of him. That's where I preach. I'm less concerned, to be honest, with those who reject. I'm not going to let them determine how I, what I do. I'm going for the saved. I want to see people saved. I want to see people come to Christ. I know not everybody will, but we go anyway. So should you. Thirdly, believers. We love believers. I think they are to be prioritized in our experience. We're to do good to all men, but especially to those of the household of the faith. And in a world where believers are often discouraged, marginalized, and, and intimidated, 
I want to love the believers, and I want to be strong and be an example to them of boldness, courage, and faith, and how to suffer gracefully. Finally, the unbelievers. That's right. I've referred to this earlier, obviously, that we, I go because I love God, but as the day goes on, I learn to love them. I get to know them. As I get to know them, I find my love for them truly growing. Indeed, yesterday and this, this last week or two, I made a, met a lot of new people who are far from God. They're trapped in sin. They're really far from God. But my heart goes out to them, and I have compassion for them, and I want to see them come to Christ, and I know God loves them, and I, and I know Christ died for them. And I, I don't know, I, just in my mind's eye, I can see them being Christians. I can see it. I can see them being new creatures. I can see their life changing, and that's what I want for them. So in answer to the question, why, when mistreated, do we keep doing good? Do we keep loving people? Do we keep with the gospel? We realize we see fruit, and we do. Yesterday, we saw two people profess faith in Christ, and I think they both were very genuine. We saw many Christians come up and thank us, so tell us they loved us, hope we can come back to campus. And we saw even unbelievers who earlier in the day had mocked and ridiculed us. By the end of the day, they came up and apologized for their words or for the words of others in their community, shall we say, who'd been so rude or, or, uh, or, or mean-spirited or ugly, apologizing for them and uh, so forth. But we go because we love God. We love Jesus. We love God's people. We love the lost and uh, we love the truth. We love, we, we do it all, not for us. We do it for others. Amen. Father, let's pray. Father in heaven, I pray for every person here. We all are challenged by people who mistreat us. We're all challenged, Lord, by people who do evil to us. They do dirty to us. We're all challenged by people who, who um, don't like us. And often, Lord, it's because they don't like you. And they hate you, and they, they're, they're living lives of sin. And many of them, Lord, they, they think there's no hope, and, and we, we're the light of the world, and we shine the light, and, it, and they prefer the darkness. I pray, Jesus, for those who, who are persecuted here today, who are listening in. Give us the grace to be kind, loving, to do good, to pray for others, to love our enemies. Help us, Father, to have no hate for any person. We hate sin, but might we never hate people. I pray we be overcomers. You said we should not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And I pray that would be our experience and how we pray, oh God, that your church would rise up. The people of God would rise up and would be overcoming the evil in our world. And it's growing and growing. We'd overcome it with the ways of God, the truth of God, the love of God, the faith of God, the prayers of the saints. We pray these things. I pray it for me. I pray it for everyone who's on here today. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. You know, God's word calls us to live counter to what we might otherwise think. It's called the flesh. We don't live by the flesh. We live by the spirit. God's ways are superior. And sometimes we don't realize that. That's why, by the way, we come here every day. We, we do come here and get into the Word of God every single day. I don't think the Word of God is something, if you get it once a week, you're going to get enough of it. There's too much counter, there's too much cultural influence to go the other way. That's why we come here every day to get in the Word, 
and allow it to redirect us, correct our thinking, transform our mind, transform our heart so that we'd be living the victorious lives, the victorious lives that God says are possible. Many Christians aren't doing that. They're living defeated lives. We need to be in the Word of God, empowered by the Holy Spirit. We can do it. You can do it. And I pray we will. I'll be at the University of Cincinnati today. We're looking forward to a great time down there. Keep us in your prayers. God bless you. I love you. If you're new, welcome. And I hope you'll subscribe to the channel. If you're here regularly, you know how much I love you. So grateful to have you part of this community. Allow me to be ministering to you. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, might God strengthen you to be a person that loves God, Jesus, believers, and others. Amen? All right. Bye-bye.